Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Entertainment Talks, The Walking Dead UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead on AMC and Star on Disney Plus. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How is it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, this is for season eleven, episode six. We're getting through this first half of the season on the inside. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Uh, I it was quite good um again they're doing a reasonable job balancing the various storylines they've sort of uh ditched the commonwealth stuff this week so they could fit in what happened to connie which i think is is quite good um you've gone back to uh dealing with with daryl and that sort of thing so you know we've got that side of stuff coming back up and so the storylines are sort of kind of converging a bit together as well you know because the connie stuff obviously converges with alexandria and you know they they didn't drag that out for like five episodes it's been resolved uh to a certain extent this week so that's good uh you've you're still got the Daryl storyline going, um, but you know we saw that he now knows where the others, or kind of, is yeah, you know, the others are aware that he's part of that group. So you know that's starting to pull together a bit. Um, so yeah, I thought they balanced it reasonably well. They did go a bit sort of full on horror this week, yeah, because The Walking Dead has always been kind of. Yes, it's sort of technically horror, but it's never been the kind of creepy movie, jump scary type horror. And then this episode with the house and, and Connie and Virgil stuck in the house was kind of full blown, you know, movie type horror, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this week. Yeah, I think they went more sort of uh, Resident Evil than they did Silent Hill. Like with yeah. the action sort of stuff. I mean, which which I thought was fantastic anyway. Um, I really liked this episode a lot. I will say, though, I do think Daryl's story really got in the way for me. I, <laughs> right. I, 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 thought that, I thought that story itself was good. I didn't have a problem with the content. But I was really... Because I kept seeing like screenshots and hearing people talk about this episode. Obviously, because it came out on AMC Plus a week early. And there's nothing we could do about that. But... Um, yeah, I, I knew going in this was a Connie episode. So when they switched to Daryl, it really threw me off a lot. Because I thought this was just going to be a Connie bottle episode. Uh, and I, I really, really liked uh, what they, the story they told with Connie and uh, and Virgil. Um, it's just, okay, two, what was it, two episodes ago, we had a full Daryl episode. So, like, you don't quite need to get back to that just yet. Plus, I think in terms of the grander scheme of things, 
Um, like we we knew already that Maggie and Negan and all the rest of that group were in that house in that bit underneath. We saw that last episode, so it's actually a weird case for the Walking Dead where instead of going to a bottle episode and focusing just on that, which would have actually worked in this case for once, where it doesn't doesn't usually work. Um, they decided to sort of not go with that, and I, I was both surprised and slightly annoyed by that. I, I don't. I think structurally it was okay in terms of when they switched to the different scenes. Um, but yeah, it just that that just that just threw me off a bit. Granted, if if it was a case where I'd seen a screenshot of Daryl as well of this episode, and I was aware that he was going to be in the episode, I wouldn't have been so thrown off. But uh, you've also just got a different contrast between the full-on horror stuff with Connie and this, like, searching for these people thing with Daryl. Uh, it's, it's also just the case to me where, yeah. I mean, I kind of care about Virgil. I really care about Connie a lot. I still care about Daryl. And then, obviously, I, I mean, the Ma- Maggie's group is sort of hidden anyway in this group. They're not really quite involved. but they I mean, they're, they're there, but they're not, like, full-on involved. And it was a case where, like, Leah and all the rest of that group, if they died, I wouldn't care. So it's sort of a case where... I mean, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to do this whole, like, loyalty testing with Daryl and, like, can he keep Maggie's group hidden and all this sort of thing. I, I got what they were going for. I just... I, I, I don't know. I don't think it worked as much. And just sort of tonally, it was wildly different to the <laughs> to the yeah. Connie storyline. So, But it's just for me, like, we just... Went through a whole episode of that Daryl thing. We we didn't need to see that again uh, in in this episode, or at least at least anytime soon, really. Because uh, I remember at one point in the season, we pointed out that um, we hadn't seen Commonwealth for two episodes. Two episodes ago, we saw the the Daryl bottle episode. The week after, we didn't. I don't think because it was uh, Maggie, and then it was the Commonwealth. So if you'd have done this episode as well, not with the Daryl thing. I'd have been fine if you left that until a little bit later. Um, like if you'd have connected that with something else. So that was just my only sort of real sort of okay, that was a surprising thing for me. Um but no, I, I thought the Collie stuff was, was absolutely fantastic and I like the way it slowly bled into this like really, really dark horror thing. Like first of all, it was just okay, they're in this house, how do they get out of the area? Virgil doesn't know what to do because of sign language and like he's unfamiliar with Connie and they can't communicate with each other and they're locked in a house and there's zombies outside and then it just goes into this other thing which is really cool as well so that was uh that that was fantastic so uh I think that's what we want to talk about for the uh the pre-talk and everything we've still got the uh Charlie Mason um TV line recap to get through which is is the one I usually normally use uh let's do some housekeeping and then we'll jump into that see you in a minute Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today 
is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, a couple of interesting little episodes. Uh, Yesterday we did our gaming talk... Yesterday we did our gaming talk podcast... Uh, We talked about the Nintendo Direct, lots and lots of interesting things announced, uh, including uh, Legend of Zelda, Uh, which one is this again? Uh, Ocarina of Time is going to be added to the Switch thing, uh, via the online Switch store thing as well, so that's really cool. Uh, Yeah, so that's going to be added to the Nintendo Switch online. They also announced, uh, I think it's Sega Mega Drive and Nintendo 64 games are basically being added to Switch online, which is really, really good for lots of different reasons that we got into on that podcast, uh, they also announced the cast of the uh, animated Super Mario film, which is going to have people like Chris Pratt and uh, Anna Taylor-Joy and lots of other people as well. So we talked about that. That's going to be in cinemas next year. Of course, it's too late to do it this year anyway. So it's going to be next year. And we talked about a couple of the announcements from the Last of Us Day as well. Uh, chat podcast for September. I did cover August and September because I kind of missed last month. Um, had a special guest on that episode, a comedian, um, Ian Thomas uh, Malone. She's a, a transgender female comedian, and it was really, really great to chat to her. Uh, we talked a lot about LGBTQ issues and discussions, talked about our two uh, LGBTQ journeys. Of course, she's transgender, I'm bisexual, so there's two differences there. Plus, she lives in America, I live in the UK, there's big differences there. Uh, we got into a lengthy discussion about all of that. Um, she's really funny, really cool, re- really great to to chat to her and everything. Hopefully, we will do again soon uh but it's amazing how many times she uh made me laugh as well i mean she's a comedian so she's supposed to kind of do that (laughs) so uh she was uh really fantastic to have on the podcast so uh, that was great as well and i also went into in the in the second half i went into the stats for the month of september so that was a really great podcast to do uh not so great stuff manchester united lost one nil to aston villa in the premier league in all the disappointing ways that you can imagine Uh, we play again today against villarreal and if we lose today, it uh, it won't be very good. So uh, there's that as well. Uh, Ted Lasso is still continuing. Season 2, episode 10 is the newest one. I also talked about some of the show's recent Emmy wins as well on that podcast. So got that going on. 
Uh, Manchester United also lost 1-0 to West Ham in the Carabao Cup and are now out of the competition. It's not a group stage thing, it's a one-off games and they're out of the Carabao Cup. So that's one trophy we won't be getting this season. So you can uh, put that one in the bin. Um, still got the Walking Dead podcast, gaming talk from last week. I've mentioned that before, the Crash Bandicoot stuff, Star Wars, Switch updates, that sort of thing. Analyzing television episode 13, talking about TV adverts and watching the good, the bad, and all the rest. And that is pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on your favorite podcast platform. Just search for Entertainment Talk. Alright, as on the inside began, uh, while Kelly, Rosita, Carol, and Magna were searching for Connie, because they got that tip off from the Whisperers in the previous episode, so continues basically straight from that. She, so Connie, and Virgil were taking a refuge in a home that could have belonged to the X-Files Peacock family. I don't understand that reference, do you? Uh, I, I'm assuming the X-Files runs on Peacock in the US, but yes, I, I get the reference okay. to the X-Files. Um, I, I sort of there, There's a, 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 a episode where there was a creepy man that could kind of bend himself to crawl through tiny spaces um so i sort of get where where that reference comes from it's from an episode of the x-files but the yes, hmm. x-files peacock only i'm assuming is because the x-files runs up he's on peacock in the us i would imagine huh hmm. x-files is a bit different to what i thought then uh anyway uh when dealing with the post-traumatic stress of her ordeal with the whisperers sorry with alpha's horde uh kelly's sister so again connie stared down a present uh, trauma stress in the form of eyes gazing back to her from behind a medicine cabinet. She opens this thing, she looks through the gap and she sees a walker or it might have even been one of those things that was uh, on on all fours. Whatever we're going to describe those things as. Uh, I couldn't remember where the cold open finished so I left the first bit of notes to there and then we got some more Virgil stuff afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, really kind of exciting start to the episode. Obviously the the start bit is basically them trying to break into the house. Um, I really, really liked as well uh, because I caught on to what they were doing straight away. When you've got those like muted scenes with uh, Connie because that's what she, well, doesn't hear I suppose is anything because she's she's deaf. Um, And like in trapped in the house like that with well Virgil's a complete stranger to her really uh like she didn't know him at all being trapped in the house with him she doesn't know she if she can trust him we know that she kind of can't because of what happened with Michonne um because of like previous experiences that was with her last episode wasn't it um we know all about that stuff but for her like she can't hear him or anything or whatever's going on in this house uh virgil points out that she hasn't slept for like three days or two days or however long so he comes up with the thought that uh she might be hallucinating certain things which you can get where he's coming from with that certainly and uh, that's happened before i think to characters on the show uh what do you think of sort of the start of this episode uh yeah, no, I I like the opening of this episode. I the the X Files thing it was bothering me, so I've just I've just looked it up. It isn't anything to do with Peacock the streaming service. It's to do with okay. an episode that had the had uh, a family called. It was an episode called Home, which was one of the creepiest episodes of the X Files because it didn't really deal with supernatural stuff. Uh, I'm not going to go into exactly what it was, but it, it is one of the most disturbing episodes of the X-Files. That's that's what it was a reference to. Um, but okay. uh, do yeah. You, do you know which episode that is? Uh, yeah, the episode, it's a season four episode. It's called Home. Um, 
but yeah it's a very very dark and twisted episode of the x-files that is hmm. okay Interesting. Um, but uh yeah so um yeah i like the opening uh, of this uh the use of sound particularly with connie uh, or rather lack of sound with Connie this episode, I thought was a really interesting way of doing it because, I mean, it's quite a brave move just to turn all the sound off and give basically what her, ex- give some idea of what her experience is like living in this world. Um, I, and from a production point of view, I think they, they did, a, it's kind of a brave move to do that and just remove all pretty much all the sound out of, uh, out of it. Uh, but it, it works really, really well and is oddly terrifying um, when you see that. And, and as I say, the, this portion of it really did go full blown kind of horror, you know, um, which is not something The Walking Dead does that much. You know, yes, there are zombies around, but it's this is a sort of full-blown kind of creepy proper almost not jump scary but you know it's it's that sort of full-on horror thing which they don't really do very much in the walking dead so um yeah i was really impressed with how they handled that Mm. they tend to focus a bit more on the survival instead of the horror survival part yeah of of the show like because the show can get quite actiony at some points but kind of horror action in in that particular way um but yeah it was uh, it was a fantastic start to the episode i thought mm-hmm. uh soon enough she and virgil discovered that they'd actually been herded to the house by its occupants a group of feral humans uh that's how it's got described here i think that's a pretty good way to describe it they're not given any sort of name or anything because they're too busy trying to escape from them uh, and I've never seen people so far gone, marvelled Virgil, uh, who tried to insist uh, that Connie take his knife and keep going whether or not he was able to accompany her. Characters always do things like this. Yes. Uh, he he had, had to pass on the chance that Michonne had given him, pass it on to someone other than... Uh, pass it on to someone other than her, Connie basically replied, if they made it out of there, uh, they'd make it out together. Um... I won't say that this annoyed me in the episode. I kind of understood why Virgil did it. But when a character's like, go, you'll be fine. And leave me behind. Take one of my things. Um, Because like him giving her his knife, like he hasn't got anything left Mm -hmm. after that. Um, Because he finds like a table leg or something later and she has has the knife. Uh, But I like that Connie sort of pushed back against that. I was like, no, we're like trapped in here together. Uh, it It shows a really good side of humanity to connie as well because she could have looked at that situation and thought i don't know who you are you're a stranger you don't really mean much to me like she wasn't one of her sisters or something like that or somebody from alexandria she could have looked at that situation and thought yeah you're really nobody to me i'll take your knife and i'll just make a run for it but because she's a better person uh not but not better than him but better than like other crazy people in this in this kind of world um like some people that we've sort of seen before because she's better than that and she wants to do kind of right by him and sort of survive together plus you know it's better in numbers to to survive it if she kind of runs off and stuff and they get separated they might both end up kind of dead anyway so Mm -hmm. i i like connie's uh both her like thought process here and like you know what she kind of decides to do her i thought was uh 
really good. Uh, does that kind of annoy you sometimes when a character's like, leave me behind, go and save yourself? <laughs> it can <laughs> be a bit cliche. Yeah. Um, and I mean, th- that's the other thing is if Connie had basically taken the knife and gone, okay, see ya, th- that would have seemed unbelievably callous as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, mm. kind of unnecessary, but. Um, I don't know. It sort of it tells you something about Virgil, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So there is there is a purpose to it, but it is a little bit cliched. I do like the point that he makes in here about it was nice of the feral humans to wear underwear because uh, so to stop them having to like spend an ordinary amount of money trying to sort of hide and pixelate out their private parts on the on the feral humans. Because really, I mean, in reality, there probably wouldn't be clothes. But you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is there because that would be like full frontal nudity? Is AMC allowed to do that? Because I've seen HBO do it before. I think. Uh, yeah, I think technically they probably are, um, but they just don't. Nudity is not really something they tend to do very much in The Walking Dead, as far as I remember. Mm. I I don't really think it's something that they do. But I I I mean, it's a cable channel, so I I don't think there's any reason why they couldn't <coughs> do that. But I Would I kind it... of get why they didn't. Would it like upset advertisers at all? Because they still possibly. have ads, don't they? Yeah, yeah quite possibly. Um, you know, I'm assu- I'm assuming the AMC Plus version's ad free. Uh, I, so. I, I would assume so. Yes, because people are paying for it. Although that's not necessarily always the case, but I would assume mm. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and within the context of this, it would have been different as opposed to like it, it. Like it's different to show one of those like feral humans naked as opposed to like Connie or Daryl or something. You know, yeah. there's there's different context to it, so it it could have worked, but anyway, it's it, it was what it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In this context, with like the whole leave me behind thing, it did work a lot better. It also goes along with how I kind of looked at Virgil, which it, he seems like a very. I mean, it's a panicky situation, mm-hmm. but in general, it seems like a very panicked sort of nervous person, and he just kind of maybe scrambled around and thought like that. That was his quick best sort of judgment. So, but even when we've seen him before in certain karma situations, he's always seemed like just a bit of a a nervous kind of anxious character, I think. So it, yeah. it kind of works with that as well, I think. So anyway, uh, we'll return to Connie and Virgil a bit later. Uh, meanwhile, in Meridian, uh, Pope tested Daryl by having him replace Carver as Frost's Torturer, Frost, if we remember, is uh, one of Maggie's people. Not that we really remembered any of those people. Uh, some yeah. of them stuck out a bit more, but I, they're all kind of forgotten now. Yeah. Uh, but Frost is the last one, although he doesn't make it out of the episode. Uh, well, are we just going to stand here and uh, stare at each other dreamingly, or are we going to get to it? Asked Frost. Uh, after Daryl went so far as to cut one of Frost's fingers, he spat out a description of a home uh, or location, which was apparently enough for the Reapers to launch a search from Maggie and Co. Along the way, two things became abundantly clear. Carver is kind of sweet on Leah, and he hates uh, Daryl the way Beta hated Negan. I think that's pretty much true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I digress. When the Reapers uh, neared their destination, uh, Daryl warned Maggie of their imminent arrival by setting a phone, uh, says electric question mark, uh, wire swinging in the street. I didn't notice how that was done until I kind of read this, but that was part of the episode as well. Yeah. Uh, so by the time they actually entered the home in which Maggie, Negan, Gabriel, Elijah were hiding, our group managed to sneak into the basement, um, the entrance to which was mostly covered by a rug, which uh, I, I like the way that the the rug is worked 
in uh, the scene. It's one of them scenes where you see, you see a corner of a hatch or some sort of thing like that. Yeah. And the character tries to sneakily use their foot and like, nope, you can't see that. I'm going to move it over the over the gap, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, which which worked well. Although there was um yeah it, there was uh that that from the hatch wasn't there. Um, this again was where the episode threw me off a little bit because I just did not expect to see Daryl at all in this episode. Uh, how did you kind of take all this, all this Daryl stuff? Um, I mean, I was okay with it. I mean, they, if I remember correctly, I don't think Daryl was in last week's way, you know, um, so it sort of makes sense to go back and they are kind of bringing it back together with the rest of the group. Although, I mean, we didn't really get any lines or anything from Maggie Negan, Gabriel and Elijah. They were just hiding in the basement pretty much. But, um, it does start to tie those bits back together. So I think that's fine. Uh, didn't actually bother me particularly, but I hadn't really been looking a sort of had no real expectations other than I kind of knew that Connie was going to show up because of what the events of last week. I didn't have any real expectations as to what this episode will be. So I, I think they handled that all right. Actually, that didn't bother me that we got back to Daryl. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean the interactions between them, like you say, I, I mean I I couldn't have picked Frost out of a lineup, um, <laughs> so, but but I kind of knew that was probably who it was, um, just because we knew that was the one guy that still wasn't accounted for. So um, yeah, you know, fair enough. That was uh, that was a, a reasonable scene. Sort of shows how far Daryl was really willing to go to keep his cover, I guess um mm. you know and I, it was probably the right thing to do i think at that point um but yeah i mean i thought it was it was handled reasonably well i did actually spot the sort of daryl um messing around with the cable to sort of try and signal the fact that there was something going on i mean she i don't think maggie actually saw that it was daryl at that point, she just saw the cable moving around and moved everybody into the basement because, you know, there was clearly something outside. So, mm, yeah, um, yeah. Until they said, <clears throat> until they said this was Frost, I didn't know. I just when they opened that door, I was like, oh, it's some guy in a chair. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I kind of assumed that's who it was, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but these scenes were were fine. Again, I I mean, like, there's no need to really delve into like Carver's character because there's just not much there. And this this the thing with Leah is 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 fine uh, as well. So uh, again, if they kind of if those two died next episode, I wouldn't really like. It no. wouldn't really do anything to me. Um, it would be interesting though, seeing as like uh, with Daryl and Leah's relationship. I wonder how Daryl would react if if Leah like died. Would he? How much would he sort of care and that kind of thing? I don't mm-hmm. know. But but then they they did have a conversation when they first met about like they didn't really expect to sort of see each other again. So I don't really know. Uh, but then but then again, as I've said multiple times before, given the way that Daryl's character has ended up and he has reacted to, to different things, I don't know that it would make that much difference to Daryl's character if if no. Leah died. Um, yeah. So anyway. Uh, where's his uh, dog gone? By the way, I was kind of oh, wondering. Oh, that's a point. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure actually. Hmm. Yeah. Because uh... we did we did see the dog after he was thrown, didn't we? Yes, I thought. Yeah, because so. he was standing next to Leah. Hmm. And then she taunted him about like, "Oh, he prefers me or whatever." Oh, so... uh, 
yeah, I, I bet I bet the dog's still with Daryl somewhere in the the with the rest of this group. Then I would assume he's sort of just milling around with the psychopaths. So mm. yeah, he's probably at the base or something, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next bit. Uh, cleverly, Daryl suggested that the crew that the crew the Reapers were pursuing had uh run in such a way that he was able to uh tip off uh an eavesdropping Maggie and Co. Um to key intel about the villains. Uh never having met uh Chatty uh Kathy Negan, Carver blew his uh stack over Daryl's incessant yapping. We both know who he really is deep down, Carver Carver told Leah he's trying to turn him against her kind of thing mm-hmm. or whatever so after carver argued that daryl wasn't really a reaper our protagonist beautifully um uh finessed the scene carver was right daryl said uh he didn't care about any of them but leah which is is true uh yeah. he'd failed uh at their relationship he's failed before at their relationship but um maybe i'd be better at it this time if you let me when the group returned to meridian uh, Maggie and Co. Uh, having slipped away at this point because we got like a camp, we got a bit of a, a scene of them outside the house. They sort of slipped away while they were all chatting. Uh, so Daryl did his did his job there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pope revealed that after you left, I continued the discussion with our guest Frost, uh, now dead and walkified, having uh, told the madman all I need, all he needed to know about Daryl. Pope didn't. Uh, deep fry Daryl's face on the spot but the way he walked off uh, chuckling with Carver it certainly seemed like his suspicions about Leah's ex had been confirmed uh, again I'm not like completely invested in in, in this kind of thing I was I was just kind of, honestly while, while I was w- watching some of these scenes I mean I never thought that like any of Maggie's group was in danger um, and I was kind of just waiting to get back to, to Connie <laughs> in a way yeah so um but uh, it was good the way Daryl handled it, and uh, it's interesting. From I suppose the the one thing to take from Carver's character, he was so in, he was so busy having the chat with Daryl that by the time they'd finished that conversation, the people he thought was there had like slipped away anyway. Yeah. Uh, and if he'd been more alert, he might have, I don't know, done something else. But you know, they they got away anyway. So, mm-hmm. but as I said, e- even while that was happening, and Carver was trying to find these people, I never really had any threats that he was going to and they would get caught or anything like that so i mean i mean the worst thing that might have happened is maybe like elijah gets caught and dies but there's no way that you use these kind of scenes and kill like negan or gabriel or maggie or uh no. who, who, who's the other one that was there uh i think it was just those wasn't it yeah because so, uh, alden's in the uh church or whatever so wow. yeah uh what do you think of this scene yeah, I mean, we come back to the old problem of we know Daryl's not in trouble. Um, well, I mean, he's in trouble, but we know he's going to get out of it because he has another series to do after this. So, I mean, we don't know exactly what Frost said. Uh, that's really the sort of thing when it comes to the end of it is is uh, we know Frost was tortured, uh, you know, and Pope says, I got all I needed to know, but we don't know exactly what Pope actually got out of Frost and what that actually was so uh, that's going to be sort of interesting thing to see moving forward did frost actually spill the beads about you know, oh yeah daryl's actually one of the you know he's a member of the maggie's group and you know 
are, are we gonna did, did he actually do that or did he yes. tell him something else you know we don't know we don't know what's exactly frost came out with so um it certainly looked at the end that he got more information out of frost but that could be a misdirect we don't know but like i say we know daryl's gonna get out of it at the end because he has another season to do after this yeah yeah so, so they really did announce that too early didn't they um yes because you, you could have left it as a surprise to like let's say daryl and carol show wasn't announced or wasn't going to happen um yeah you could have left it as like okay final season um, they, they they should have had it to a point where like final season anybody can die because the story's ending. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah. So, but even here's the thing with the Walking Dead. Even if they didn't do that, you'd still look at certain scenes like this and think, okay, Daryl's probably fine. Well, like, yes. Like, so yeah, but anyway, it's because they they just put too much plot armor and stuff on him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, I've only got one more paragraph left actually. Uh, and then we got some feedback and stuff. Uh, next, Co- Connie and Virgil were attacked. Uh, he was brutally stabbed in the back. Not once, not twice, but it says three times. I thought it was twice, but apparently it's it was three. It was yeah. pretty bad nonetheless anyway. I was sort of like, oh. You, you know when a character sort of surprisingly gets stabbed like that? And you're like, oh, they might like die because that looked really bad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by a feral person. Uh, got to think they... Um, I thought I took that bit out. Uh, Connie was able to help Virgil get into the hall uh, where she covered herself with walker guts and acted as a human shield for him, basically covering like both of them in, in a corner. Uh, she threw open the door, the front door, to invite in a pack of walkers to just have just this this part with them. They're just like yeah. eating away and it's, wow, that was proper like horror stuff as well. Um yeah, outside uh, where she was able to face off with the remaining uh, folk when, bam, uh, they started falling. It was Kelly and her trusty slingshot. I like that thing. That thing's really cool. Yeah. Um, that that kind of proves that you can, like, kill things with, um, the like, blunts, weapons and things. But then it's the, it's the power of it, isn't it, that sort of just does a lot of damage. So, finally, the sisters were reunited. Uh, now then, should someone check on Virgil, who is just kind of lying there, bleeding? Yeah, I wondered about... Like, okay, he's gotten stabbed, like, three times, and he's kind of left, left on the floor. But the Kelly and uh, Connie scene was really... Uh, that that did get to me a bit. That was really emotional and really well played. Yeah. Uh, I think they've left it just enough time with all of this to where this reunion's really powerful. It doesn't feel too overstretched. Um, and we we'd kind of... It, it's, it's been interesting, because we've kind of known a little bit the fate of Connie here and there like with Virgil picking her up and then the group not knowing but we sort of knew things but the way they played it the way they've played this as well in terms of okay then we knew she was with Virgil but what's going on with her and Virgil you leave it a little bit longer like a few episodes more then obviously we got the tip off about like oh yeah the Whisperer saw someone take her and then it kind of continued from there so this whole thing I think they've managed really well in terms of pacing because uh, I, I, I do think at a certain point you've got to leave it a little bit if you want to leave a mystery as to okay we didn't see the character die or get injured really we just saw the cave-in happen um, and yeah then, then you leave it a little bit and then you get like li- little parts to this little bits of mystery sort of revealed and then you get the full-on episode with her anyway I thought it was great 
Uh, I just want to re- rewind this slightly. There's some other really great scenes with like them crawling. Through, uh, Connie at one point crawls through events, and like uh, Virgil's getting um, like uh, is getting attacked and stuff by this feral human. And there's even the bit where she's looking through this gap in the wall. And I think what Virgil thought was going on with that was because Connie was tapping on the wall. I think he thought that was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then because the way he starts stabbing the wall and stuff, uh, and she can't really, they can't really like communicate or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then she sees one of them just crawl up behind him in like the most creepy horror way that you can do. I thought that yeah. was really fantastic. Um, but again, cutting back and forth between the two of them in this very isolated house, there's l- basically every door is pretty much locked. Um, and then you cut to his perspective of. You know, all the, he's got all the sound and he can hear everything. And then with her, she can't. And it's all like claustrophobic and stuff. She's caught in these hallways. She doesn't know where this thing's going to be. Uh, or turns out there's actually more. Because we thought there was maybe one of them to, to begin with. Because that's sort of what it looked like. And yeah. then there was like tons of them. So um, what did you think of kind of this, I guess, this end portion to the episode? I know I mentioned a lot of things there. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, like I say, the sort of the fact that they did this kind of full-blown horror thing in the middle of this episode, sort of intertwined with the other stuff, I, I thought it was kind of interesting how the and um, you know the the fact that Connie is deaf and and they're communicating or you know they're struggling to communicate with each other, and Virgil sort of not quite believing, thinking, oh, she's you know she hasn't slept in like three days she could be hallucinating this stuff and then you know no there are actually people inside the walls and this sort of murder house vibe of of you know there's a point where she's walking along the corridor with Virgil behind her and the door just comes out of nowhere and like cuts them off from each other uh you know so the house has obviously been rigged in such a way that they that the the people in the walls can kind of do that so um yeah, I mean, it, I, I thought that the the whole handling of that, it was a really nice, different sort of vibe for that episode. Um, the the only thing I would say is uh, Vir- ho- hopefully Virgil doesn't get the urge to hug Connie to get her out, because if she's covered in walker guts and he's been stabbed, that's probably not a good idea because yeah. you know it i mean that's a little dangerous given that the you know if you get those walker guts inside your bloodstream you're going to be a bit screwed i would have thought so mm. yeah plus you know hopefully he doesn't turn and get up yeah and, i mean we don't know whether <laughs> virgil survived this or i mean he was stabbed you know three times so Hopefully, we'll see whether he survives or not. But. Mm-hmm. There's even a little shot of um, when uh, Connie's standing in front of him by the door, and you can see him dozing off. And I thought, like, he's just going to collapse there and then, and she's going to have to like drag him out of the house or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's uh, it really was a horror show. It really, yeah. really was. Um, yeah. yeah, the the use of music in this part, and uh, I guess we're just sort of having a discussion about this this end piece of the episode then. Um, like the mu- use of music here and things and just again the different contrast between her being deaf and him being you know having his hearing and stuff that the one question mark i'd have for connie i granted it's a very very stressful difficult situation she hasn't slept for two days she's probably not thinking quite clearly neither of them probably are the one question i kind of had was when she's looking through that gap 
I know that she can't hear anything, like including him, but mm-hmm. he can. I just wondered if she'd have said it's Connie or something. Yes, he would I have, did wonder he that He would have well. maybe known, but then again, you know, you've got to keep in mind she hasn't slept for several days. She's probably really stressed out and scared. And, you know, it's that. that's the point where you've got to remember that it's easy enough for us to sit here and think, you should have done that. You should have done this. You should have done that. Yeah. Um, and you've got to add that into the fact that the things I just mentioned, she hasn't slept and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's. That, I, I'm going to put that down to that's why she didn't maybe yeah. do that. Yeah. So, um, but because I when Virgil, because I I was a little bit. I think Virgil himself is a little bit confused in terms of when he starts stabbing through that wall, which was definitely a here's Johnny reference yeah. and everything. Um, I think he kind of because he saw uh, her um, arm and stuff. I sort of wonder. Okay, he was. I think he was trying to attack initially, and then he's trying to break the wall down once he realizes it's her. Um, but just that that shot as well of her looking through that gap and seeing one of them creep up, and like she keeps just banging on this on this wall, and he probably thinks it's another one of them, and he can't hear the one behind him because even though he can hear, it's still so quiet and everything. Uh, and then he gets jumped. Um, but I I can't think of the last time Walking Dead did like a horror. Obviously not the whole episode, but a horror set piece like this. Um, no. We, we did, even with like, I mean, I guess the Whisperers sort of had that to a degree, but not not in like this horror slaughter house kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, this is something more like Halloween or Scream or something like that. Would exactly. Be. Yeah. 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 Um, Whereas... I don't know. The, the, the Whisperers was a bit of a different sort of. The Whisperers for the for the characters, obviously not for people like me that have read the comics and stuff. The Whisperers were like, okay, why are these Whisperers suddenly talking? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was the confusion there for the characters. Whereas this is just a horror slaughterhouse sort yeah. of thing. Um, what did you think of the actual um, feral people themselves? Well, I mean. Yeah, they're they're an interesting like sort of horror construct, I guess. Um, it it works. I think it worked really well in the format that they were using it for. Um, and it makes sense that there may be a bunch of people that had just you know everything's gone horrifically wrong and they've just completely lost it and. You know, we don't know what that house was previously. It's possible it was some sort of halfway house or some sort of mental asylum or I mean, we don't mm. know. Yeah. So, you know, um, it could have been some sort of cult thing. Who knows? So, I mean, yeah, it, as Virgil sort of says, I've never seen people quite this far gone before because you would have people that just wouldn't be able to deal with this reality of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. It's entirely understandable, and people would go completely insane. And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so something funny about the episode as well. Um, I remember seeing during last week screenshots of one of the feral people standing on this like uh, desk or whatever, and someone said online or something like, "Oh, can't believe this was in the Walking Dead episode." I thought they were joking. I thought somebody had just put just pulled some random horror image off of Google or something <laughs> because I remember seeing a picture of it and I was like, "There's no way that's in The Walking Dead." Like, there must be there must be referring to like something else. And then I just saw this thing pop out of the of the of the corridor, or whatever it was, and I was like, "Oh, 
that's what everyone was talking about. Oh, this thing's really weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, it, it was an interesting uh, build-up to all the episode. Uh, what do you think of the end with uh, Kelly and everybody coming back? Yeah, I like the, the end piece. I think, you know, good emotional reunion between those two. Um, they're, you know, they're great, those um angel and um i can't remember the actress's name that plays connie but uh lauren ridloff i think yeah uh she's gonna be in the the eternals as well so oh right yeah okay so yeah lauren lauren and uh, angel were uh, great in that episode i think and um yeah really nice emotional kind of reunion and the the the, as you say sort of when um uh, when Kelly sort of comes out and you you hear the sort of slingshot go, you're like, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Um, what do you think of? Uh, I mean, arguably, Connie's a lot more of a bigger character than Virgil. Virgil might not be alive at the moment. Uh, yeah. What do you, What do you think of Connie as a character after this episode? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Connie is is kind of an interesting character. Um, just overall, in fact, I mean, Connie and um kelly i think are, are both kind of interesting because kelly has some hearing and but connie has none at all and it is i i think they were interesting additions because you do kind of think how would somebody like that manage to survive for so long in this sort of world um and you know the fact that she survived and been through so much i'm looking forward to sort of seeing the daryl connie reunion mm. later on you know, because presumably that'll happen at some point. So, yeah. and then we'll get a fun love triangle with Leah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. That's assuming. I mean, I'm not entirely convinced that Daryl won't screw Leah over by the time that you know that all ends. But we'll see. Not that I'm doing shipping or anything, but I'd much prefer him with Connie. Not just. Oh, have you got that phone call? Uh, but yeah, I I do honestly think this episode made Connie one of the more interesting characters in the show. I mean, I already liked the character anyway, but sometimes that's what I mean with this episode. Sometimes it is a good idea to do these episodes where you do focus on the characters. It's just the case that, as we said with the Daryl episode, sometimes they put them in either the wrong place or just do they don't quite do a, as good a job with the episodes as they maybe should. Um, but given that, uh, just for me, given, but yeah, it just, uh, I, I thought this episode was, re- was really good in terms of that, uh, sort of thing. And I already liked Connie as a character before anyway, as I said, but this just kind of bumped her character up the list for me. I, I don't know about like top five or, or something, cause there is a lot of characters in this, in this world, uh, if you were to do like favorite characters and things, but, um, certainly in a, in a top 10 somewhere, um, but uh, what about you in terms of, like, is she one of the more interesting characters to you on the show? Or where does she kind of sit for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think she is. I mean, there are a lot of characters on the show. And the same, having a deaf character in this world is a really interesting idea. Um, so, I, yeah, I think I find that quite interesting and she's quite likable and you know the the relationship particularly between her and daryl is quite cute and you know they the way she kind of you know challenges him and teases him quite a lot he's quite good so i i do like her as a character and you know i hope she'll i'm kind of glad that she's okay and she's back and she'll be around you know Mm. yeah what about uh virgil do you care if he lives or dies or 
Um, I would like Virgil to live. I think he could be a useful character moving forward, given that there is a sort of connection to Michonne there. Um, mm-hmm. We don't know that much more about him. You know, I mean, he's he's been there as really as a utility for sort of getting Michonne to a particular place and then, you know, now getting Connie out. Uh, it, it'd be interesting to see if we can kind of develop a little bit more with Virgil along the way, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Because he's only been in two and a bit episodes. Because his first yeah. episode was the Michonne one. Then we yeah. saw him for about ten seconds when he picked up Connie. So it was an appearance in an episode. And in this one. Um, but yeah, he's one of the... Because you could kind of argue a little bit that he's sort of a red shirt. But then he's a red shirt that kind of has connections to the group and stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah. But uh, anyway, I thought that was uh, that was pretty good. But at the moment, he's uh, on the floor bleeding, so we'll see if he's uh, if, <laughs> yes. he's, uh, if he's okay. Although Walking Dead might do one of its normal tricks and be like, "Hey, he's fine now." Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, 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 they've done with injuries before, like really grievous runes, and uh, he might just get up and be okay. So yes. Um. Or next. Or like next episode, we see because I don't know what next episode is going to be actually. But yeah. if next episode we see him back in Alexandria and like. He's sitting on a bed and he's just totally fine. Um, that wouldn't. That wouldn't really. I, I get ready for that to happen because that wouldn't really surprise me. No. Um, but then I kind. I, mean... I kind of wouldn't be surprised. The other... All right. Let's move into uh, the feedback and emails and everything. I think we discussed everything that we wanted to with Connie and Virgil and everyone. Uh, if you want to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, all that kind of stuff, uh, Matthew Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter e Talk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, we have two this week. Kate says, curious to see your thoughts on Daryl's inclusion in the episode. We kind of already covered that. Matt has said before he doesn't really like him. I didn't say I didn't like him. I just said he's not as interesting as the character as other ones. Uh, David, what do you, says David? What do you think? Uh, so yeah, what what do you kind of think of like Daryl as a character and his that sort of thing? Um, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, oops, that's my PC. Uh, I agree with you in that the uh, um, I, he he's certainly lacking development as a character compared to pretty much everybody else on the show. Um, you know, he hasn't. He is the character that has changed least, I think. Um, I, but then that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you know, he he has been he has sort of changed slightly and maybe softened a little bit but um yeah i I mean i like norman and uh you know i think he plays that character particularly well i am quite interested to see him in something else that is maybe a very different sort of role uh once the walking dead is done but i mean as we know he's going to be back for like you know more walking dead after this so um it's it's one of those things that i I don't know. I, he plays that character very well. I've never seen him in anything else, so I have no idea what Norman's acting range is like. But literally, the mm. only thing you see him in is this and Ride. So yeah. you know, uh, and I mean, I know he's been in video games and stuff as well. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious if... to see what you think of him in uh, Death Stranding. So, yeah, because you also got like Troy Baker's in there, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Guillermo del Toro, and a few other people as well. So, um, yeah, he's that Norman's doing a very good job of what Daryl's got. It's just what Daryl's got isn't always very interesting. And for a character that's been on eleven seasons of television, uh, I just thought he would have changed a bit more by now, uh, like some of the other characters have. So it's not the fact that I I mm-hmm. like I like Daryl. He's he's cool. 
Um, but he's just not got a lot of depth to him as opposed to some of the others. So, yeah. Uh, and then Carly says, long time, first time. I thought this episode was fantastic and showed that The Walking Dead is still capable of horror. Yeah, it uh, it it definitely mm-hmm. did that indeed. Um, I wasn't really like scared per se in the episode. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I really get like scared of certain shows and and TV and stuff. I don't know if it's because I've gotten like a bit older or I, I I don't know. Um, there's certain things that do can creep you out a bit more and and that sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, I just um, I know they did like the music that was included and. Yeah, it was something a little bit different. I hope The Walking Dead does something like this again. Um, this was a li- the, the the specific part with Connie and Virgil in the house was much more in line with something that Black Summer would maybe do. But Black Summer, yeah, would, Black Summer would do it in a way of like really fast pace, and it would have been it would have been that whole end section of the episode for like thirty to forty minutes. Yes, but then there would have been moments where characters shut themselves in a room and they take a couple of minutes or, or take a, a few moments and then the episode goes again that that's one thing i really like about about black summer when it's when it's going and when it's like doing its set pieces it's pretty relentless uh both with the way they handle the action and the set pieces and with the with how fast pace it is uh paced it is uh but it's not just like relentless action and that's it there is story and characters and that sort of thing so mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, I, I'll I'll bring this up again just because we're talking about like a horror thing. If this uh, with the bottle episode kind of stuff was a Black Summer episode, I would have possibly believed that Connie would have died. Whereas with The Walking Dead, I didn't. But then again, the episode the episode doesn't necessarily show us like okay, Connie might die here. I think the episode shows us Virgil could die here. But you're more seeing just a bit more of a character study thing for Connie with all the the deafness mm-hmm. and everything. So it's it's more of a character thing than a like stakes kind of, sort of thing. Uh, I mean, there was an episode actually in season one of Black Summer. I think it was in the in the middle of the season where it was one character getting chased by one. And you got to remember the 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 zombies in Black Summer are a lot more relentless and they, they actually run and stuff like that. So it's not like a it's not a walker that you're running away from. Uh, yeah. There was one episode in the first season of Black Summer, which was a little bit like this. It was more out in the open and in and out of certain buildings where there was one character trying to get away from one zombie. And it was just it was I think it was like a 30 minute episode and it was just a relentless sort of chase sort of sequence and everything. Um, and it was really quite thrilling. And it was just this guy cannot get away from this zombie. Um even in some of the stealth scenes and it was it was fantastic so that's mm-hmm. uh that's an example of an episode uh but yeah what do you think of um the walking dead being capable of horror and all that sort of thing yeah i mean they've done little bits and pieces which are kind of homage to to various other um bits of horror so they have done certain things like but never to this extent of being a full-blown out and out like you know like you say a sort of halloween-esque kind of proper full-blown horror thing um you know as i said the walking dead almost is a bit soapy in places as opposed you know it happens to be it's about the characters it's about the survival there happen to be zombies there whereas this really lent into the full-blown kind of horror stuff um so i i thought it was interesting that they actually did that this time around and like i said we've had the whispers which are a bit creepy um you know and there's been stuff like that but it's it's 
not that often that they lean really heavily into like full proper horror and uh, i thought that was really interesting what they did this week and i i wouldn't necessarily want that every single week but i like the fact that they're sort of you know these these occasional episodes maybe pop up as i mean a bit late in the run for them to do it now but that you know it's almost one of those things that would have been interesting kind of each season going along maybe you have one episode which is oh this is the horror episode might have been a sort of interesting thing to do so you know Mm. you have one which is a sort of full-blown horror thing but um yeah, I, I thought they handled it really well. You know, it was dark, it was creepy, it was weird. And I think they did a really nice job with it. It was good, really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, you don't want to do this episode every week because then it will just get too... You'll get too stuck into that formula, I think. So, uh, But then, then again, that, work, yeah. that works for things like Scream and Halloween because you're there for two hours or 90 minutes. It's one film every, what, couple of years... Yeah, yeah. Uh, or every, one film a year, and you, you you're there for that two hour experience, and then you're done. Whereas if you've got a forty minute episode every week for eight weeks, you can't be doing that like every week. No, so, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, that's what we got for you for this episode of the Walking Dead UK podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, penultimate episode for the first half of the season. I think that's what we're calling it. Next week, uh, we've got two episodes left, basically. Uh, well, Beyond starts very soon, actually. So we, uh, we, we're we going to cover that at some point as well. Uh, thanks, everybody, very much for listening. If you want to find all the rest of the content, you can do so on entertainmenttalk.org. That's for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. There'll be a new Manchester United podcast later today for the Villarreal game. Sorry, Villarreal, Valencia? Villarreal. Valencia's the other team. I get them mixed up. Forgive me. <laughs> um, but uh, we got to get revenge, actually, on them because last time we played them was in a Europa League final and we lost. So, yeah. and that wasn't even that long ago. Uh, it 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 still uh still remember it, unfortunately. But uh, look out for that later, and then some other podcasts later on in the week as well. Uh, but entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms. Search for Entertainment Talk. If you want to support the podcast and Entertainment Talk, there's a few different options for you. You can either simply just listen to more episodes that we've got. There are quite a few available as we've established before and uh, as we make more there'll be more episodes available so check out some of the other ones as well just have a look around on the website i did i did make a few changes recently as well to, to the categories list and the uh, schedule page and that sort of thing so the so some of our information should be more up to date with that as well because uh, in the categories list i didn't put zoe's playlist in there for some reason uh but now you can find those podcasts in there as well uh you can also use word of mouth and social media just let other people know what we do and where they can find it uh, facebook twitter word of mouth social media that kind of thing you can share them around patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers ad free podcast review options take a look at those uh, Geek Town Dakota UK and Geek Town Radio is where you can find your TV and your film news. Uh, there's a new episode from yesterday for your Geek Town Radio. That co- those come out on Tuesdays. That's David's website and podcast. So check that out for your TV and film news. Bex is still streaming regularly over on Twitch. Uh, Trista Bites, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. I think she's doing Tomb Raider Mondays at 7pm UK time. I saw a clip of that on uh, Instagram. Her nearly falling into some spikes. Uh, I know what that's like because I've, I've played those games recently. So, uh, yeah, cool stuff. Uh, go and check her out, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalk UK, for my different streams. And if you subscribe to us on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays, you can get notification videos for the podcast. You don't even need to watch the videos, just use them as notifications. Uh, if you'd like to do that, that's an option as well. And for the archived Twitch, YouTube streams as well. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.
Bye.